Hey, welcome to Stay at Home Dads Podcast. Your host, Justin, here with you once again. Welcome to the place I talk about a lot of different aspects in my dad life. Things with my kids and my family, things with parenting struggles that I have, parenting tips I come across, plus a few men's health and wellness things to keep track of ourselves. And then I sprinkle in a few other random topics here and there, so I hope some of that entertains and informs you to some degree. So thank you for being here and thank you for tuning in today. Now, by the title of today's show, you can probably tell that this is a dad classic episode. Yes, I did not produce a show for this week. My kids are out of school. We just got back from a pretty cool first of the year camping trip that we took. We took the motorhome out. Had a few issues. I'll get into that later. It's very frustrating. Hopefully not too expensive, but it still pisses me off. So we've just had some things going on. Like I said, my kids being out of school, I've just decided to take this week and do nothing. Plus I got sick. So I've been sick. I haven't gone to work out. I've been just hanging out with my kids and kind of doing what they want to do and hanging out with my wife and just not worrying about anything. And I may do that for just this week. I may also do that next week. We'll see. I got to kind of play it by ear and see where it goes and what happens. But honestly, I think that's okay to do that sometimes with producing things and doing things. And, you know, you just got to take some time for yourself. You got to take some time for your kids and your family and not worry about doing other things and not worry about feeling like a failure that you didn't accomplish something or struggling and not getting something done. It's just, it's okay. It's okay not to do stuff sometimes and to focus on other priorities in your life. And in this day and age, living with social media and snapshots of people's lives that are depicted to us like they're these amazing things and they're doing these leaps and bound type activities that are just awe-inspiring and perfect, that's not real life. And I think we're starting to get into this mindset that it should be real life. I think it's kind of corrupting people that that's what they see all the time. I mean, we're all doing it. We're all watching these things online and absorbing and taking in all this content. And I think it's okay to show the failure sometimes though. I think it's okay to show the struggle, to show some authenticity and show that everything isn't pretty and perfect and amazing. And there's hard times and there's failures. There's lots of failures. I know people probably deal with failures on a daily basis, doing a myriad of things, but we don't talk about them. We take 45 snapshots to post one picture of you posing in front of the bean in Chicago or the plate of food in front of you at some fancy restaurant. You you post those pictures. You don't post the uh, mundane and the boring and the real life stuff. And I kind of think we should. I think we should maybe take a little step back and kind of investigate that avenue a little bit. So anyways, I'm rambling. I'm getting kind of off topic. Not that I had a topic, but 
Actually, maybe I do. Maybe I want to talk about this a little bit more in a future episode and kind of bring it to light a little bit. And then I can wind in there. You know how I do. I'll wind in there how it's going to corrupt our kids when they think that uh, their life should look like it does on their phone. And they're so young right now, they don't realize and can't differentiate between the two. Something like that. Maybe I'll, I'll iron that out later. But today, it's going to be a dad classic. I don't even know what one. I'm going to go through and find it. Of course, it'll be in the title. You'll be able to check it out. But thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to my off-the-cuff rant this morning on Friday if you're downloading when I upload. Awesome. Thank you very much. But uh, just, yeah, thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. And uh, sit back, relax, and enjoy this Dad Classic episode. All right, moving on. So Father's Day was just last weekend. I hope everyone had a great little day, maybe great little weekend, turned into a weekend. I thought to myself, where did this holiday come from? How did it originate? When did it start? And kind of what about those people that may not have fathers or they don't have father figures in their lives? What about them? Well, I went on the old interwebs and according to Britannica, credit for Father's Day is actually given to a woman named Sonora Smart Dodge. She's from Washington State. Her father was a Civil War vet and raised her and her siblings by himself after their mother died during childbirth. She had this idea in 1909 while listening to a sermon on Mother's Day, which was also just becoming established at the time. And it's celebrated in June because that was the birth month of her father. And it was first celebrated in 1910, and it became a national holiday in 1972 when Nixon signed it in as a national holiday. So we can thank a woman for giving us Father's Day. She was out there looking out for all the dads, doing a lot of work, and knew that they should be appreciated. So that's, uh, that's pretty cool. Now, speaking of having father figures around... It's a huge deal in kids' development. I actually just went and Googled fathers in kids' lives, and you'll get over billing results on Google as to why it's so important. I just read an article on fatherly.com. I've actually referenced their articles before on my show. I'll go ahead and link it in the description so you can read it for yourself like I always do. But they say, or actually Joshua Krish says, the author of this article, that when kids grow up with a present engaged father... They are less likely to drop out of school, wind up in jail. They tend to avoid high-risk behaviors. They're less likely to have sex at a young age, and they're more likely to have healthy, stable relationships. They also tend to have a higher IQ and will endure fewer physiological problems throughout their lives, all from having an engaged father figure in your life. That's pretty amazing. It's just, it's pretty crazy, right, that just having a person there and engaged and participating in a child's life has that big of an effect on it. And these benefits are called the father effect, which is just a term that they use for the benefits that a parent's presence gives kids. So just being around is one thing, that is a step in the right direction, but being an engaged father is another thing. Marcy Carlson, who is a sociologist in this article, says that the quantity of the interaction doesn't really benefit the kids, but the quality does. Engaged parenting is what seems to be positively related to this. Sure, I mean, we can all sit around in silence watching the next hit Disney movie and not really engaging with our kids and just absorbed in a screen, but that's not really having the same impact on our children as reading to them, helping them do their homework, teaching them cool things, going outside and 
riding a bike together and exploring, stuff like that. Being compassionate, listening to them, these are all much more impactful things. The article goes on and actually has a section called, What is a good dad to a daughter? Well, I have two daughters, so I was, of course, quite intrigued as to what they say here. They say that the father effect is roughly the same for boys and girls until puberty. And then when hormones start roaring along here, girls that have an active parenting father tend to take fewer sexual risks when they have that strong relationship with their dads. Some past studies find a link between low quality fathering and daughters' early and risky sexual behavior. I guess that's where the whole daddy issues, you know, we've all heard the daddy issue saying that's probably where that comes from. I can't believe I'm talking about this, but all I know is I don't want to have to deal with any teen mom situations with my kids, so hopefully I'm having a positive impact there anyways. They say engaged fathers with daughters really comes down to taking the time to listen to them, learn about their lives, show up for important events, and provide emotional support that helps them not go down the other path. So sounds pretty simple to me, right? And they talk about boys as well, of course. There's actually a book that they mention in here called Do Fathers Matter, which I actually want to kind of look it up and maybe read it. it. Sounds like it might be a good read, even though I don't have boys. Well, they talk about research in that book that suggests that boys lean on their fathers more than anyone else as they develop social skills. So that's kind of a big deal there. So what can we kind of learn from this? Let's just try to be the best dads that we can be. Our kids are always watching and what we do and what we say around them really does matter, really does have an effect on them. And if you don't have a father or you're raising kids without a positive father figure in their lives, then maybe you should look into finding a family member that can maybe fill that role or some sort of other father figure, maybe a group or an activity, a, a sports coach, or maybe even Big Brothers Big Sisters Foundation. I think that's still around. Doing one of those things will surely help get that father figure in your kid's life. And I actually know a girl, a friend of mine, who's a single mom. She's raising kids alone. The kids have no dad. There's no father figure around. And I can see issues there. Learning problems, social problems, possible anger issues, or issues with dealing with emotions with the children. And it's tough. And I really do think it boils down to not having that father figure around in the kids' lives. And I really want to do another show kind of diving into this subject a little bit more. I have a friend of mine that runs a nonprofit, and it's about fathers or fatherless families. So maybe I can get him in here to talk to me. And I kind of want to talk about masculinity and how that affects kids. So yeah, this is uh, just scratching the surface on this, really. I think there's a whole lot more here. I know masculinity has really been kind of vilified on social media, almost in the news and stuff like that. And I think it's something worth really talking about. But anyways, there's a lot of resources out there. And yes, Big Brothers, Big Sisters is still around. There may be a wait list, actually, to get your child enrolled, but it's 100% worth looking into. And I also believe that the YMCA has a mentoring program of some sort. Or maybe you could even find a church or, like I mentioned a minute ago, a, a sports team or, or something affiliated around a coach or something like that. And there's some good resources out there. All right, let's shift gears a bit here. I wanted to mention real quick that my birthday is coming up, so I don't know why you would care, but if you do and you want to send me something special, I'm just kidding, but actually you could share this podcast with your friends, maybe share it on your social media. That would be pretty cool if you did that. But yes, I'm turning 40 
which is crazy. I'm kind of freaking out a little bit. I'm hitting that big milestone, which sure, it's just a number, not a big deal. At least I'm trying to tell myself it's not a big deal, but I don't know. Should I be having a midlife crisis at any moment then? Or did I already have mine when I quit my job and decided to stay home with my kids? I don't think so. A midlife crisis, I think, is something you do when maybe you realize or you think that you haven't accomplished something or done something that you think you should have by a certain age. In some cases, that's buying a boat or a Harley or quitting your job to start your weird lifelong dream of running a food truck, which actually running a food truck sounds kind of cool. But I think it's just that feeling of being unfulfilled and having that need to do that thing or buy that thing to catch you up to where you think you should be. Anyways, that's how I perceive a midlife crisis. So no, I don't think I'm having one. But turning 40 is somewhat of a big deal, don't you think? At least from a health perspective. So if I live until I'm 80, then that means half my life is over, which is kind of a little bit scary and maybe a little bit morbid, but it's the truth. And my grandfather actually lived until he's 92, so that's pretty good. But it does put some things into perspective for me. I'm at that age now where I think I really should be taking care of myself. Maybe get my blood work checked, get my cholesterol checked, and keep leading this somewhat healthy lifestyle that I try to lead. I've talked about it before. I exercise. I eat healthy for the most part. And I think turning 40 and the older I get, I think I need to do more in that aspect. And it's only going to get harder from this point out. So I better really get on this wagon now, right? And people always want the magic pill or the wizard wand or the hack, the, the glamorous thing that makes getting in shape or changing your health a literal piece of cake. But it's not there. I'm, I'm going to tell you, despite what you read and see on social media and all that, it is, it's not there. There's nothing really amazing about it. And depending on where you want to go and what you want to do, it doesn't always mean 5,000 crunches or spending hours in a gym either. Sometimes there really isn't that much to it. Go ask people that have changed their lives. It's going to be really boring things like I stop drinking soda or I make sure to get 10,000 steps on my smartwatch or I use a smaller plate during mealtime. And sure, there's other scenarios, but all I'm saying is it doesn't take much to get started. And like I said, the older we get, the harder it's going to be. So what is this 40-year birthday telling me? Well, it's going to tell it's telling me to stay healthy, to do my best to eat healthy, maybe sign up for that colonoscopy that I always hear is on my horizon now that I've hit this age. Sounds lovely. And also to remember that I'm not 22 years old anymore. To take care of my knees, take care of my back. It's a it's a great age to start paying someone else to do the heavy lifting. Don't you think? Would you agree with that? Or hanging those Christmas lights on your house. I actually went on my roof about two, three years ago, and it kind of scared me because one wrong move and I would have a broken back or a broken leg or whatever, and it would totally derail my whole family. But you get the idea. Actually, I'll probably do a show later, maybe this year, on a 40 for 40, 40 things for 40-year-old pluses or something kind of fun like that. But other than that, this is all I have for today's show of Stay-at-Home Dad's podcast. I know it's kind of balanced all over the place, and it was a lot of storytelling but hopefully you enjoyed it. Let me know what you think. Leave a comment. Send me a DM. Can I say that? Or am I too old now to say send me a DM? Sounds like a young kid's game. Anyways, do you have any comments on what I talked about today? Do you have a father figure in your life? Or maybe you don't. Let me know. I would like to 
hear a different perspective for sure. Also, like I always say, please share this podcast with your friends. Maybe throw this up on your social media. Help me grow. I would really appreciate it. And don't forget to tell them that they can grab it on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, as well as Spotify. And you all have a great weekend, and I'll talk to you next week.